0: On this episode of Reliterated, we go all the way up to the top floor of a building that's 30 stories high in a book that's 30 stories long. And because climbing all those stairs can be a serious trip hazard, we invited our friend Trip Hazard to come talk to us about our favorite class of strangely normal school kids. Come get a triple scoop of Josh, Harold, and Andy flavored ice cream as Lewis the Yard Teacher tells us some sideways stories from Wayside School on Reliterated, The podcast that's the choice of a new generation. Welcome to Reliterated, the lowbrow book club of grown-ass adults discussing the books read by children in the 1990s, but with 2020s hindsight. Fair warning, we use language too mature for kids... Analysis too immature for literary scholars, and ignorance too profound to be inoffensive to everyone. We also don't hold back on spoilers, so if you haven't read today's book and don't want to be spoiled, read it before listening. You've been warned. My name's Harold.
1: I'm Andy. And I'm Josh.
0: And I'm... Wait, should I introduce myself as a guest? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you will sit there like a good guest and wait to be called on. My bad.
2: We'll have a whole bunch of banter <laughs> before we introduce you, because I... Yeah. Why?
0: Why? <laughs> that's, that's Trip. He's here for some reason. I don't know what we welcome in into the show, but, uh, I guess here's our guest. His name is Trip Hazard and he's Josh's brother.
1: Indeed. I, I thought I was here because I'm the one who recommended this book. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, and I had opportunity, have- other people may have requested other books, but did not have opportunity to attend, um, one of the fancy recording studios. This
0: is true. Mm-hmm. How is the lavish recording studio? We are all in at this yeah. very moment. Yes.
1: It's kind of cavernous in here, honestly. It's like an echo, echo, all-
3: echo.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're, we're obviously all in the same room. Well, we had yes. to space out
1: in that room because Andy has a bit of a cold today. Sorry, Harold has a bit of a cold today. My apologies. You know what? Brain we'll frog.
0: Let's just, let's just trade. We'll trade back. Brain frogs. Yeah, we'll trade back. <laughs> we are on episode 57, which is our second time hitting the 50 episode mark. So congratulations, guys. We are back to 50. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Congrats.
2: Damn you, litigation.
1: There there was no uh, real litigation. It was a no, letter. No, th- we it was done. just a,
2: yeah. We <laughs> were like, oh, okay, we'll take it down because we don't want to get sued.
4: <laughs> it was Do a very nice letter copyright. from very nice people.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't it be literary Because Because re- reliterated. Yeah, literary We're not
0: here to relitigate. We're right. here to reliterate. Different episode. And to, the, yeah. today's yeah. episode, we are covering sideways stories from Wayside School by the author, whose name is Louis Sacker, which is a pronunciation that I had to look up, and then confirm uh, by listening to the audiobook where he read it himself and used his own name.
1: And makes a little joke. <laughs> uh,
0: the book is published in 1978, which incidentally is the same year as our last episode, I, Houdini. Our last episode was in 1978? <laughs> Yeah, our last episode was in the year nineteen seventy-eight. It feels if, like it's been that long. If
1: only you had copyrighted podcasting back then. Oh my oh. goodness! <laughs> yeah,
0: seriously. If only I, I was uh,
2: alive to be able to do it, but nay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I did the I did the uh, the homework. I, I studied up on it, and it it has three AR points. So. I think I'm going to look up the the accelerated reader values of books from now on. So we're giving ourselves three points for reading this book today, guys. Excellent.
2: Can we turn them in at Pizza Hut and get pizza?
0: Yes, we can. Fuck yeah. I mean, it seems like you should be able (laughs) to fake a child right i mean, just
1: I, mean, I don't have to fake I my children. right yeah, so you can fake it, it yeah. for them be like kids come here sit down the i'll get you the answers yep you might want to skip sure. to anna karenina to get a whole bunch of points at once though <laughs> pull up the wikipedia next to it boom just plow through it get
0: your Bruce, kid into the advanced reader class
4: you read the great gatsby <laughs>
0: <laughs> damn straight now where's my personal paying pizza <laughs> yeah it's this book day. was su- this book was suggested, requested, whatever to us by uh, comedian Trip Hazard. Yeah. Why don't you say something funny, Trip? Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Still got it. <laughs> well,
2: I was like, you did have those. J- those oh yeah, jokes.
1: I did pull out. Uh, <laughs> my, my, I did pull out a notebook, an old one today, and found jokes I had written down. I don't think I've ever uh, performed them, but one of them was: um, I started tutoring a kid named James, and poof, I'm now a gym teacher. <laughs> ah,
4: ah. <laughs> that's a super dad joke Indeed.
0: <laughs> that is a, that's a pretty good dad joke it is right. right. <laughs> so tell me more are you a practicing comedian or do you just tell jokes on Sundays uh it's
1: um I'll, I'll say i've i've been paid to perform comedy um that i have written so yes i'm a paid comedian um it's been a few years just because uh, I feel like something happened in 2016, um, and the world just became like really strange and surreal, a little less funny to make, you know, stupid dad jokes. Um, and then something happened again, uh, a couple years ago. Uh, and it was just mm-hmm. like, I, I don't feel like writing. Yeah. Cause for me, like the fun comes in thinking of the joke. It does not need to be, um, honed into a five minute set the way other folks were like, I have no particular desire for yeah. deep and strong stage presence. So It's. Uh, yeah, the fun is in the writing of jokes. So.
4: Right.
0: Yeah. Things got a lot less funny when my son turned three. I mm. understand. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's it, it. A, a cloud and just hung over the world. And I thought, there's a three-year-old boy out there. More than I wanted. More than the Anyways. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to clean up my act for that one.
1: Yeah. Just ruined everything. <laughs> it was but a
2: very, very sad pizza night. I remember we went and yeah, got it pizza. And it was a
1: very sad pizza night, and it was just this very confused because we're like, ah, it's it's gonna all be over, and then we're like, what? They called Florida? What? Oh no! They what? Did people not see the news the last several years? Oh, I knew- <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Geez, oh. God, <laughs> fuck Florida, though. It was a very- <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, They're Florida. Just all stunted yeah. down there. And from a book podcast, sure. just a royal two two middle fingers up to Ron DeSantis. Good lord! <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. And all those <laughs> all yeah. those parents who think they know better and right, whatever. God I mean, damn.
2: half of the books that we cover they can't read down in Florida. So yeah. <laughs> You're right because they're banned. So. Oh, shit.
4: Does that mean that reliterated might be banned in Florida? I mean... <laughs> we're
1: too woke for Florida, yo. No, well, fuck yeah. I, I think I'm... Uh, I did see, like, some of the school libraries in Florida had to, like, remove all the books, especially because if you're going to follow the letter of the law, um, right? It was, like, anything that talks about gender, so the word boy or girl, like, those are gendered terms. So you, you <laughs> yeah, got to take that book right. out. So the books are just... I assume about non-gendered robots from here on out? <laughs> Um,
0: <laughs> sorry kids just like the most basic of the children's books where a dog smells a flower or something yeah, Oh, but,
4: it's it's rough Yeah. yeah. <sighs> yeah.
1: or I remember Crazy reading state. I used to run uh, an after school program and in it we had there was one book that was fun that was like a kid goes to an alien planet and learns about the use of pronouns because the aliens there have to call each other by full names at all times like uh, there are no you can't even say like hand me that thing or like you, like oh uh I, he picked it up it would be like he picked up the refrigerator because they had no pronouns of any kind and so everything had to constantly be referred to by name and so that was the joke of the book was like pronouns are helpful to shorten things instead of saying please hand me the exact object at all times you could say oh yeah go get it and we all know what the, it refers to the yeah anywho the yeah. the
4: level of stupid, I just have to say, the level of stupid of people seriously saying they don't use pronouns and not realizing what they're <laughs> saying, like if you are that I'm sorry you those those people are just <laughs> stupid <laughs> there's nothing you can get around it there's there's something wrong with them, and they yeah, they need to stop. Go away! <laughs> Just go away! Let, let Just people go use pronouns, away, please. Let people use pl- pronouns. Yeah. Huh?
1: <laughs> it
4: I want to let to Let us it. <laughs> use our
0: pronouns. Let us use them. Yeah. <laughs> you.
1: Shit. <laughs> I believe you mean let the hosts of this podcast and their guest utilize the pronouns, which would refer to the members of this. Podcast and their guest. (laughs) Ah, crap, I said there. That's, uh... Uh, And and uh, today's guest. Mm, And today's guest. Yeah, see? Mm, So much clearer mm. if we didn't use (laughs) pronouns.
0: Yeah, yeah. Snobby. Anyways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes.
1: Everything went sideways Speaking
0: of places where things are (laughs) topsy-turvy and sideways, and... Yes, there you go. There's... That's the... the, the, uh, The pivot word.
4: Actually... The the school yeah, this the school in this book could exist in today's world. It might it, it, somewhere. It feels like it could, it feels like it could somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a, a calming sense of normalcy to the to the bizarre events of uh <laughs> of these students. It there
4: really is.
2: Having this is the first time I read it and I was like, this book is so bizarre. <laughs> like I got to the end, I'm like, that was a trip. That was crazy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I read but, this in like yeah. third grade. Yeah, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. I fantastic. reread
0: it and realized that this book was a very formative uh, piece of um, my developing sense of humor.
1: <laughs> Same. That's <laughs> why I recommended it. I discovered that apparently I blended the first three books together, though. Because I have memories I was like, oh, that's weird, the kid with a potato tattoo isn't in this one. And I was like, oh, that's in the second one. And then yeah, there's a later. they end up having a school counselor who hypnotizes people. And there's an incredible, like, weird joke with that one too. That I was like, that's in the third one? Oh man. So uh you'll have to I'm gonna recommend the sequels as
0: well. But the first one is very, very solid. <laughs> Well, now we have to do them. Mm. Well,
4: Dave, why don't you do the Bob's Your Uncle on this one, and then we can get into just oh. nitty gritty of what this is all about. <laughs> sure. Well,
2: let me let me talk about uh, the author a little bit. Uh, we oh. didn't talk about him at all. Sure. We haven't so, talked uh, about him yet. No, we Besides got off just, on a tangent, you know, because that's what we do. Besides being a little uh, sacker. So, yes, he was born on uh, March 20th, 1954, to a religious uh, a religious Jewish family in East Meadow, New York. Uh, he attended Hebrew school and Sunday school, and then after he went to, you know, reg- call it regular high school, Antioch College, transferred to Berkeley, and then started helping out at an elementary school in return for three college credits, which is kind of where he got the idea for the stories because he was he was the same Lewis as in the story. So, uh, but he has also written some other very famous works, including the, the book Holes, and it was turned into a movie by Disney, and he wrote the screenplay and that came out. Uh, In 2003, and then in 2005, the Wayside School series was adapted into an animated direct-to-video special. And then two years later, it became a television series with two seasons, airing on Canadian Teletoon and Nickelodeon in the U.S. So we'll have to see if we can find find those out, see if uh, we can find those and review them for the reiterated episode
1: yeah i always figured for sure a big like this definitely feels like a surreal cartoon in book form so oh, for I, sure it makes perfect sense that they could adapt it into a 20 minute kids cartoon <laughs> so. but he's written many
2: books and the last book he wrote was called fuzzy mud and that came out in 2015 oh his, lewis his website's pretty fun too it's not as fun as a uh, friend of the podcast's. uh Louis Colville's, but it's still pretty fun.
0: Bruce Colville? Bro, Bruce Colville? Bruce you Colville?
1: Him yeah. Yeah, sure. He changed his name too. Who knows? He He's not name. our friend anymore. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Names have been changed to protect the innocent. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. With, and we definitely victimized him when he came onto the show. <laughs> For sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bruce. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but yeah,
2: that's. uh. That's the Bob's your uncle about the author.
0: Mm, I always wondered how to pronounce his name if it was like Satcher or Seychar or what the the pronunciation of it was but i never looked it up until recently mm. but it's sacker yeah. never would have guessed rhymes with cracker
1: same i i definitely as a kid thought it was satcher and then i liked in the back of the copy that i read that he made jokes about it he goes yeah people mispronounce my name all the time it's pronounced like you're a football player or if you had a whole bunch of potatoes and wanted to throw them in bags i was like oh that's a pretty good way to <laughs> describe being a sacker all right I know how to
4: pronounce <laughs> that
0: straightforward but sure. i do like his sense of humor
4: yeah yeah it's very uh dry and uh just ridiculous it's it's, shit bizarre. Ridiculous. it's bizarre and ridiculous it's yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's great.
0: very straightforward surrealism right?
4: yep you know,
1: at some level it's funny you were both you were all joking about the Netflix show Kunk on Earth, which has a similar flavor of what if we presented all this bizarreness in a straightforward fashion and just let it go
2: right. So. <laughs>
1: But, um, should, uh, am I supposed to do the Bob's your uncle?
2: Yeah, we were going to, I was going to say, uh, why don't you go ahead with the Bob's your uncle, uh, trip and send us on our way.
1: All right. I'll attempt to do this in under 60 seconds. Um... There is a school, it was built, uh, instead of being, it's an elementary school, instead of being built 30 classrooms, one next to each other across the ground, the way many elementary schools are, it was accidentally built vertically, 30 stories straight up, one after another. The architect who built it got the plans a little wrong, and is very sorry. Um, Also, there's not, there's supposed to be 30 stories, and there's 30 stories in the book, except um, the architect forgot to build the 19th story, so there is no 19th story, um, which leaves 29 stories in the book uh but it's all about the classroom on top of the the top floor it's a strange and uh, as noted surreal kind of cartoonish world where very strange things happen um brief key subjects that <laughs> that appear um uh, apples and cannibalism um a classroom full of monkeys sleeping in class todd uh going nowhere uh human flavored ice cream uh pigtails uh, dead rats the price of toes um, stereotypes, uh, the men in black, uh, changing your name, ghosts, um, stolen lunches, comic violence, shaggy dog stories, um, and author self- inserts are the uh, a lot of the key things that come up. So um, it's not a terribly long book that uh, that's Bob's your uncle. Um, oh, I guess I could say it's slightly more of the plot. Um, Mrs. Jules is the teacher on the on the floor and um, the class has wacky adventures the end. <laughs> <laughs> very good, <laughs> very
2: good. Bob's your uncle. That's Wayside Stories. Yeah, so, Wayside yeah. Stories. And
0: that's our show. Join us next episode. Yes, for, stories uh, from Wayside We School. haven't decided yet. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So yeah, I love this collection of stories. I didn't
4: remember that it was a collection of stories. Like I, I didn't remember much about the book actually until I started reading it, and then I, then stuff started coming back for me. But <clears throat> when it said it was thirty short stories, the first thing I thought was. How the fuck am I gonna do a Bob's your uncle? About thirty <laughs> short stories.
1: Each one of
0: the a students in the classroom. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's it's that was a really good Bob's your uncle.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks. There was no real, like, overarching plots to the to unify them all. It's just kind of 30 stories coming out of this classroom.
4: No, there wasn't. I, I expected there to be something.
0: I suppose you could say it's kind of like bookended by uh, first chapter. They have a nasty teacher who has the power to turn them all into apples uh, until they uh, reverse the spell or somehow and turn her into an apple. And uh, Lewis comes into the classroom and eats her and kills her. <laughs> <laughs> so they get this new teacher who is kind of learning all about the class. Uh thinks uh, finds them so cute that uh she thinks they're monkeys for some reason. Um but then we get introduced to all the the students individually uh until Mrs. Gorf the the wicked teacher comes back in the penultimate chapter of the of the book and as a ghost. As as her ghost. Yes, as yep. a ghost. I forget how, what happens to uh, get rid of the ghost Mrs. Gorf.
1: Oh, um Myron is wearing a Halloween costume because it's Halloween and that's when she gets to come back. Um, but none of the other kids are dressed up in a costume. Um, but Mrs. Gorf comes back because even though Halloween is that weekend, schools celebrate Halloween during like and during Friday. Friday. Yeah. And uh, Myron is mm. so excited that at least one person agreed with him about wearing a costume. He hugs the ghost. And she is insulted by this and is, uh, poof. I uh, think her power wanes because he's happy to see her or something like that. So the way to defeat a ghost, ask down to it, tea, that kind of thing.
0: But, uh be nice to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, but yeah, so yeah, there is, um, uh, the later books get, I think, a bit more of the, like, there might be a through story going on. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things that are, um, I, when i was looking up like concepts and cuz i i'm similar to you andy uh had sorry harold had uh, a lot of affinity for <laughs> my sense of humor Four being reasons. built out of this and one of those ideas is that there's a lot of payoff later on so in um as much as like certain sitcoms um things get kind of reset and it might seem like that things do have eventual payoffs later on which yeah it becomes like a funny as you read through the series they they come back
0: I do love when things pay off a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Like one of my favorite uh, stories out of this book is uh, the story of Sammy, who Mm -hmm. is the new kid in class who is wearing a smelly raincoat. And because the students object to the smell of the raincoat, uh, Mrs. Jules takes off the raincoat, find another raincoat, and it just goes layered all the way down to discover that Sammy is actually a dead rat. <laughs> and we're so, and it's explained that dead rats are always trying to sneak into class, and Mrs. Jules hates dead rats, so it has to go away. And yeah. then I think that it's the next chapter, or, yeah, the next chapter Dee is having trouble getting to the the playground on time because they're up on the top floor of the school and they have to race down to the, uh, at recess to be on time to get a good ball so she disguises herself as a dead rat uh to get chucked out the window or or sent out to the garbage I forget Chucks which out the it window. is but yeah. yeah, she gets chucked out the window because <laughs> Mrs. Jules thinks she's a dead rat.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so she can get the good ball before all the other kids in the right. school.
4: And then there's the the girl that keeps falling asleep and as she falls out the window. That was when I realized that the author was in the book, I believe, at, mm-hmm. when, when Lewis catches her. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, this guy put himself in the book. <laughs> Like another favorite <laughs> author of mine, Stephen King, put himself mm-hmm. in the Dark Tower series. I'm gonna bring it back, talk about it again for a
1: second.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I do like, mentioned that on the podcast, Harold. He, yeah, the the, yeah, no, yeah, the, the, the meta nature uh, of the Dark book Tower too? series.
1: Yeah, but yeah, the meta nature of is Lewis. He's ostensibly a self-insert, but notably in the first chapter, he's unaware that he eats Mrs. Gorf as an apple. So, yes. the author of the book knows that he ate the lady who's an apple, but the guy <laughs> in the book, who's also him, he do- doesn't know? It's very, very strange.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, that kind of notion of, like, uh, yeah, I feel like this is the first, I made a note to myself, this is the first time I knew a book was actively lying to me, and... Um, and wanted me to like know that it was lying. It wasn't trying to hide it. It was like, ha ha! What if I lied right to your face? <laughs> right, so, um, but it
0: brings you it brings you in on the on the secret on the lie. Yeah, and it's like uh-huh. it's elbowing you the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah this, these, these stories are strange, ain't they? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so well, they, there's one where the kid ostensibly has to lie to be able to complete the task because he has to take the note to the 19th floor, which doesn't exist, and so he tries all. <laughs> that. That he can, and then he he also forgot the note, Mm. and so he has no note, no place to take said note, and so when he gets back, he gets rewarded for it. I was like, okay, this is weird, (laughs) but all right. But. Again,
1: this book was so bizarre to but me. But he didn't lie. Because she said, thanks for doing that. And he said, oh, it was nothing. That's true. He didn't <laughs> yeah. like it. It was I nothing. I love that because right. like, it's
0: not <laughs> the and note was to notify Mrs. Zarves, who is the teacher on the non-existent 19th floor, that uh, Mrs. Jules was not going to be able to meet her for lunch today. Yeah. So <laughs> don't have to worry about that. You're not going to get to have lunch with Ms. Zarves.
1: Yeah. You're not going not- <laughs> to. And she won't sh- Ms. Zarves no- Ms. isn't going to show up, so it'll be perfect. It's not like she's going to be waiting for her anywhere. They also do that bit, because there's a similar... uh, The girl with missing front teeth. Everyone tells her how cute they are, and she's like, but they're missing. What do you mean they're cute? She's like, do you like the hat I'm not wearing? And they're like, yeah, that's a great hat you're not wearing. And then it becomes this terrible problem of (laughs) like, she's, no, no, you the absence of the thing is the thing yeah so like you don't think my front teeth are cute i don't have any front teeth you think the gap in my teeth are cute <laughs> but everyone's like no 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 it's it's your front teeth they're so cute
0: but totally <laughs> but they do start genuinely complimenting her on clothes she's not wearing right <laughs> like it's a nice hat yeah and then she gets frustrated and uh yeah. Starts asking about, uh, do you like this that I don't, I'm not wearing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do. Excellent, great idea. Yeah,
2: and then people start laughing at a, a joke she things? didn't tell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's so bizarre. Yeah, don't tell it again. A oh, it's such told. a good joke you didn't tell, but which is <laughs> don't like tell a, it again. now I think about it, I don't think I caught it before, but like that's a real Lewis Carroll Alice in Wonderland bit, the unbirthday. What's my unbirthday as well? Ooh, and mm. yeah, that idea. Like I had friends who celebrated their half birthdays. Um, as a form of the unbirthday, but yeah, like, they knew each other's birthday and they would celebrate halfway through the year, which, good on them for, for being good friends who remembered each other's birthdays and thus half-birthdays, yeah. but it was still very strange to me.
0: <laughs> I always thought that should be more of a thing, a half celebrate birthday? half-birthdays, yeah. another, another reason to have cake, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't need a reason. <laughs> mm. What day is it? Tuesday? Monday? Yeah, that's a good enough reason for cake.
4: <laughs> so... So how about the story where all the kids were – the teacher kept bringing in flavors that were named after the kids –
0: yeah. cannibalism is like oh, a running weren't... theme in this book because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's funny. They weren't named after the kids. They were flavored like the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody nobody could taste the ones flavored like themselves because they're always tasting themselves.
1: Right. So you don't taste like anything. That was super fun. I thought it was very like it's it's a funny idea, right? To imagine what a me flavored ice cream would taste like to other people insofar as mm-hmm. con- sure. converting one's. Yeah. Convert one's personality and persona to a flavor is a very weird idea. <laughs>
0: Also that Marisha was, like, s- keeping ice cream in her desk and would eat it a little bit at a time. <laughs> with, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, it'll, it kind of half uh, recognizes that, you know, it, it gets melty and makes the contents of her desk sticky or whatever, but that doesn't stop her from eating ice cream all day and keeping it in her desk somehow.
2: I also like how it was like a the teacher used it as a trick to get her to like people because she didn't like anybody, and then she was like, "Oh, I like these," but then she uh ended up liking, I believe, was it Todd that she liked so much that she kept trying to bite him?
1: Maybe yeah, <laughs> she like takes it. Yeah, lot of I think it. so. But poor Todd. I feel like there's a level. There's also like that makes me think. Um, wait, this came out in '78. When did Willy Wonka come out? Because there's like a, a person flavored ice cream feels like kind of a Wonka ish thing that would occur. But, uh, definitely mm.
4: before that, I believe. Yeah, it was right? in the sixties, nineteen sixty-three yeah. or something.
1: So yeah, so there's something. There's some funny level of turning a person into a, a flavor is um, feels like it could come up in a, a wonkish situation, but. Uh, I had a note I thought was really fun. Like, you know, again, you're, we're now this podcast is about looking back. Um, but I thought a really, uh, positive and one can see this. Uh, I think there's a lot of respect offered toward kids and like, um, youth liberation or like just child autonomy, uh, particularly as it lines up with, uh, like the te- like the teacher, Mrs. Jules sends up secret. She shares a secret that kids are smarter than their teachers Um, which I thought was a very funny little secret to, and the girl says she already knows that, so it's not really a secret she didn't know. But the notion of the kids, when they they change names several times, um, there's like an established joke that um, one of the kids somehow got misnamed when he came into the classroom and he's too shy to change his name but then when he eventually um, attempts to c- tell everyone his real name when there's a substitute teacher they think it's a joke and they end up with a weird spartacus kind of moment i'm spartacus <laughs> they're all benjamin nushmutt um but yeah like he <laughs> changes his he feels differently when he when his name changes um there's another time all the kids get their names screwed up and um they everyone has to refine themselves including the three erics who aren't sure if they get their own real name back um, but my favorite story, like I always appreciated, there's two kids who don't like their names. Um, there's Nancy and Mac. Um, Nancy is a boy and he thinks his name is too feminine. And then he meets a girl on a different floor named Mac. She thinks her name is too masculine. And so they end up like, trading names just because they feel like it and they both feel better with those new names. And now, now, like in today's eyes, I read that and I go, Oh, cool. That's like supportive of trans folks. <laughs> like you don't like your name? Change your name. Go ahead. Yeah. In I'm a very simple way, Hazard. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So like, uh, it fits me on this occasion as a, uh, particular persona so uh, it's fun to to have distinctive names at different times for people so i fully support the notion sorry for clicking
0: for sure yeah i know <laughs> whatever makes you feel more like yourself right yeah yeah
1: that can be a change of outfit could be a change of name <laughs> no uh i did like the one kid i also now i think of things that later happen in life the one kid uh i think it's myron yeah he dresses up um he wears a fun suit just because he kind of wants to wear a suit, and it's a uh, the notion of like, yeah, you don't have to like if you want to dress fancy, dress fancy. Like it doesn't have to be a particular occasion or anything. Have that. right that might be in a later book.
0: I think that's in a later book. Sorry. Um okay. do the later books um use the same children or is it a different classroom? It's the I same children. Like they're the so same some kids, of the the things, same class. Uh yeah, just some things continue on okay. and escalate.
1: I think they might get new kids every once in a while, but
0: uh right, some kids come and go, right? Cuz the chapter on Myron in this book is about him being class president for oh. like a day. Oh, that's yeah. right.
2: Yep. He was the best class president, they just never knew it right. cuz he was <laughs> The fact that they just absurdly sit in the classroom with the lights off, waiting for a kid. <laughs>
1: oh, this book is so weird. Now, Josh, do you think that might have something to say about bureaucracy mm-hmm. and or the standards <laughs> at public schools sometimes being focused on unimportant tasks?
2: Yeah, hey, sure. Wait a
1: second. This guy who worked at a, as, at a, as a playground attendant at a school might have thoughts on schools. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) again things we would not have picked up as children and now as adults we go wait a second I bet Yo. that's commentary on something. But yeah, it <laughs> right. is very funny that like the important thing he does that day gets him demoted is a uh, very like, uh, yeah, it's another what it feels like an Aesop's Fable bit of things.
0: Right. For clarification, uh, the the one duty of the class president is to turn on the lights at the beginning of the day and turn off the lights at the end of the day. And by uh, helping a classmate uh, save their dog who gets hit by a car, I believe, mm. Uh, yep. he's late to class and the kids are just sitting there in the dark <laughs> because he wasn't there to turn on the lights. So he gets, he gets stripped of his rank.
4: Mm-hmm. Gets handed off to another kid and he has
1: to teach the kid how to do his job.
0: <laughs> he gets impeached. Right. And doesn't he
1: get it after, uh, the other kid learns it pretty quickly. It takes him a it little It takes bit. him a week. Yeah. It takes him a week. <laughs> All right. Him I got it. a this. week to learn the light mm-hmm. switch. Makes me think of the Brian Regan instructions on Pop-Tarts bed. <laughs> Okay. Instructions insert toaster and insert pastry vertically. I see what they're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah, it's yeah. amazing that it takes a week. But it also feels I think uh I really liked Again, looking back at this now as an adult, like there's like solid gender parity. I counted there are 15 chapters, um, with female main characters, um, and and 15 oh, chapters. Oh, you said with
0: parity, the- not parody. Oh, yes, parity.
1: Sorry, <laughs> not with uh, lots I of parrots, par- par- parody, Gen-
0: uh, gender parody. Sorry, or it's the Michigan parody? accent. Yes. We
1: soften the D and the T in the middle of words, parity, right? right. It can oh. sometimes
0: lead to confusion, <laughs> but I, I pick it up what you're laying down,
1: yeah. Um yeah. So the notion of like the kids, there's no um, like if you wanted to list out classic like there is one one of the Eric's is the best athlete. Um, but that's kind of it. Beyond that, like um, the best artist is a girl, but it's not like boys cannot be good artists as well. There's no limitation of that. The kids are in no way limited um, in their skill sets. It's not that boys are good at math. Girls are good at words like everyone is kid, and they're all fine. So, I feel like, yeah, there's a lot, it's a really, uh, maybe, like, judgment-free zone. Even, like, the the crotchety girl, Kathy, is, like, she's not, like, everyone, like, doesn't reject her, and they don't shun her. They're just like, oh, you're not particularly she fun to be She has a bad right. attitude. Yeah, the like, only you're person
2: there. they shun is the dead rat. Right.
1: Which we can, I feel like we can all agree
2: with dead rats, uh. Well, they do smell bad.
0: Yeah. And he was nasty. He had a nasty attitude, too. I love how
4: they had the attitude. The fucking attitude (laughs) as it kept getting smaller and smaller and being a dead rat. And it's like, where was all that attitude coming from?
2: From the dead rat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking A. But yeah, as I mentioned before, I felt real bad for Todd. Hmm. Cause like he doesn't know what goes on at all in the afternoons because he just gets in trouble and he just has to go yeah, home on the first he's bus. Going with the
4: kindergarten bus. And, like he's missing half the school year.
2: Yeah, true. That like I know one hour of it is art, so it's not like he's missing a ton of that part. But what about the other stuff?
1: Sure. And the brief explanation of Todd's story is: no matter what he does, he gets sent home. He he always gets three disciplinary marks. Um. And when they are the most benign occurrences, so someone asks him if they can borrow a pencil and does not get in trouble, he says yes, and then is yelled at for talking in class.
0: So it's along the lines (laughs)
1: of, sometimes you can't win, yeah, so like, he just has to go through life being dealt a bad hand, and... Th- that's the lesson is like, I don't know, nothing I've done here. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: It, he comes up in other stories too, and mm-hmm. I just like and it's always about him having to leave early. Right. <laughs> like one time he was like, Oh, I'll have somebody to go home with me on the bus, and then she then she ends up getting out of uh, out of it, and so then he's like, Oh, drat, I have to go by myself again.
0: <laughs> yeah, it becomes a running joke. Yeah. So yeah, this book has a, has
1: running jokes, it's got setup and payoff, it has like dramatic irony, and I was like, yeah, there's a lot of like structural comedy that I I didn't have words for, it, but I loved. Um, so it's yeah, I, I feel like that's a, a big chunk. Like you, you again, like uh, Harold said, the uh, idea of formative comedy. Like I I think this is I had joke books and I loved joke books. I'd get them at the Scholastic fair, but this is the first I think like humorous fiction I read. The notion of this book is intentionally funny. It's trying to be silly versus like, you know, because this is an early chapter book. I think you said you read it in third grade. I read it in third. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's it's like a third, fourth grade ish, uh, maybe fifth grade kind of book. And so that notion of uh, I guess it felt pretty like it felt like my school. Right. And there's jokes about, oh, we sent the kids to your school where none of this weird stuff happens and the other kids think that's terrible. What do you mean? You don't get turned into apples. It's a, it's a rite of passage. growing <laughs> up. Like those ideas that like, Oh, right. So then it, yeah. Like it can give reflection upon your school. I don't, yeah. Um, there's, there was a lot. I, yeah, I look back very fondly on like, it's all very silly and weird, but the notion of you could write a book that's like this, that you could, uh, purposely tell silly kind of pointless stories. Um, did anyone okay, I know certain structural things come up. So yes, the notion of the early bus. So we had at our elementary school in the thumb, um, kindergarten was a half day. So kids would do AM kindergarten or PM kindergarten, and there was a bus for that. But I never heard of anyone after, like in first grade, you go to the whole school day. So I'd never heard of a kid getting sent home early on it, but it sounded plausible that you would go home on the early bus because I knew there was an early bus. Um, so what about your mm. two
0: fellas schools?
4: We had half day for kindergarten.
0: Yeah, we we had half day kindergartens, but uh, I never heard of it being used as a disciplinary action to send a kid home early. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's almost a reward for some kids, right? Yeah. Plus, it seems
1: mean. <laughs> You'd send a kid home in a half day, <laughs>
0: like it punishes it, the parent really, right? So I was like, and they're, <laughs> right.
1: they're so little. Like, how about give him more time to help him to learn the structure or something? But,
0: <laughs> well,
2: this was the era of the latchkey kid, so mm-hmm. he could just get sent home and he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: So and he was uh, the author was in Berkeley area. Did, mm-hmm. Where did it say where he went to? Where he was helping as a school attendant? Because maybe different states have different rules about what that looks like so or you know big community sizes the cover i had as a kid shows it out in the country one school with a huge open playground um so i assumed it was kind of like ours because our school was like on the edge of town so there was a big open space behind it i could parallel them in my mind though ours was only one story
4: (laughs) yeah one story tall with the the classes by each other
1: it's nonsense imagine that um (laughs) But.
0: I bet you even had a 19th classroom. <laughs> it
1: was too small for that. I think we had, uh, let's see, there were two grades per grade level. So the elementary was K through two. So there would have been to three times. There were six classrooms. <laughs> Oh, and then extra one for uh, music class. So, yeah, there were like seven classrooms.
2: Oh, yeah, we did have music class there. Mm-hmm.
1: Separate music class.
2: And that but, weird gym.
1: Yeah, that was where they would put the scholastic and then the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you don't need to know the structural layout of our elementary school.
0: <laughs> but, um...
4: I think this is really important to the. To it goes to the story. To the story.
1: Uh, yeah, leading
0: to it. We're laying down the deep lore now.
1: Right. Yep. The important things. I, it's funny because uh, like there are stories stuck in my head from this that that's where I was c- kind of sad. Um, like I mentioned, things that were they're from the later books, so you'll get to uh, read them there. But you'll like so when you do, if you do, like you'll get to have some enjoyable callbacks for previous things. So like the instances of pigtails uh, continue on; that they they're a constant temptation to be pulled, but. Uh,
4: yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> you just you want to tie him? Want to tie him up? And...
2: She wants you to pull. Yeah, Come on, do it.
1: Right, there's good bits. Of, there's consent in this book, so don't pull people's pigtails uh, without their consent. Don't try to kiss somebody who's got their butt stuck to a chair via gum without their consent. That'll freak them <laughs> out. Um, so, yeah, there's a good I don't amount know, that,
0: of, uh... that, that ends up helping him. Like, he gets unstuck because one of the girls kisses them. It's a bad when lesson. When they run though. out of ideas. It's probably a bad lesson. <laughs> that is a bad lesson. I don't lesson. know. It's just weird. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just weird. <laughs> right.
1: Justin, okay, so uh, what? Non-consensual kisses are for emergencies only if you're trying to save someone's <laughs> life. But There you go. That's like a... It's
0: the kiss of life. Yeah. It's like CPR. Right. It's kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely just like that.
1: Uh, since you both have little ones right now, did you read this to your uh, boys at the time, like right now? Are they the right age for it, or would they be uh,
0: bored or confused? I've read it to m- to my son a while ago. He seemed to enjoy it.
4: I did not read it to the boys. Not yet. But I plan to, because I enjoyed it so much. Excellent.
0: It's definitely got nice digestible uh, sections to it. The chapters aren't too long. Mm. Um, and you can... Read thirty stories in thirty days, or actually, you skip right through uh day nineteen. says <laughs> day nineteen is just like Break three day. sentences, <laughs> yeah. there is no Miss Zars, There is no nineteenth story. Sorry,
2: I can hear <laughs> Bruce in my head just days. like after hearing a story. What? Right? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no he would sit
4: here and ask me all kinds of questions wait
2: how did they <laughs> <laughs> exactly i was like that's gonna be hilarious right <laughs> how does the teacher
1: have a name oh, yeah. right. if, if they yeah, don't exist good luck exist. answering the
0: questions that your kids have right when you read it to them <laughs> yeah because you're not gonna know <laughs> the answer <laughs> that's I've... part of the charm of the book right
1: but I'll say I didn't notice as a kid, but it's very evident now as an adult and reading up on the other ones, the like inverted name. So Mrs. Gorf is very obviously just frog backwards. And there's the joke that the principal's mm-hmm. name is Mr. Kidswatter, which is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I just thought it was very funny that like later on, other, other adults show up and they all have, uh, there's several more with, uh, oh yeah. Cause Mrs. uh, Oh it's Walrus is in the library, right? Was that in this one? No. Okay, uh, No, yeah, we like, don't get
0: we don't get a librarian. Oh. We get a lunch lady, Miss Mush. Miss Mush the uh, lunch lady, which just feels like an appropriate We don't, we don't, lunch don't meet lady the anymore. principal. Yeah. We don't meet, meet the principal or the librarian. Yeah. No, I can't remember.
1: But this does have the great uh so I'll I'll, 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 I'll as a preview so in this one there is mentioned that they do install elevators um, but to keep them all clear, they only one only goes up and one only goes down and they work perfectly exactly once. And that is a great joke because I didn't remember I didn't remember that, but I remember, I remember in the that. next one uh, because the elevators <laughs> don't work. They're like the principal makes an announcement and says, uh, and it, it's fun because it like went uncommented upon. So you have to just think about it as a kid. But he's like, uh, "All right, there's too much confusion. People are running into each other on the stairs. So we're gonna be very consistent. When heading up the <laughs> stairs, stay to your left. When heading down the stay stairs, left. stay to your right.
0: Stay this to the should right. this should resolve it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then it, then it just but it goes on and it and so like I remember having to work that out in my head and thinking it was hilarious that it doesn't yeah they, like didn't do more to it. They just told you that's the announcement, and I was like. But that's that principle's stupid. Like, oh, man, no wonder they're all messed up. This world is crazy. But, yeah, so I appreciate that. as like the sounds fine on the face of it. And then once you've uh, thought for two seconds, you're like, oh, dear. Wait so, a second. Yeah. So the notion, so it's funny that, like, that becomes a recurring, like, it's right. It's a second version of the joke that in this one, it's just this one time they put in elevators and they do that badly. So, yeah.
4: That's probably my favorite my favorite type of joke to do around people is say something utterly ridiculous that with a totally straight face and wait for someone to go wait wait a second what? It's, it is such a great <laughs> such a great comedic tool
1: do you have a go to example
4: do I have a go to example no not right off the top of my head usually it happens in the moment
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah i I'm not really good How about like
0: me. when you When you suggest people change their blinker fluid,
4: Uh, or no, how about this? Whenever somebody makes no bake cookies, I will say, "Well, how long do you leave them in the oven for?" And they'll go, "You don't put them in the oven." I'll be like, "Okay, but when you're preheating the oven, what temperature do you set it at?" You don't have to use the oven, Harold. That's my go-to. I, I should recant what I said earlier. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I'll the my favorite one was one time. I said, it's like my no-bake cookie joke. And someone says, what's your no-bake cookie joke? And I said, how long do you put no-bake cookies in the oven for? And they went, you don't put them in the oven. And I'm like, yeah, but what temperature do you preheat the oven to? And they're like, you don't have to use the oven. And I like, and I looked at somebody and just put my hand up and pointed at them. And they were like, what the fuck,
1: dude?
2: <laughs>
0: what if I don't have oven mitts? Oh,
1: man. I feel oh, like...
2: I got a cramp from laughing.
1: I feel like I'm going to... Now, next time I see my nieces and nephews, I'm gonna make no bake cookies, and I'm gonna insist we put them in the oven without it turning it on. I just go, no, no, you have to let them, you have to let them like firm up, so we have to put them in here, and then insist they, you can't do it on the counter. They have to go in the oven without it turning it on, <laughs> just to see if oh, they get man. like what.
3: What? They're yeah. no bake,
1: And then they
0: do it, and it becomes just one big chocolate sheet. <laughs> right, that's the way you make oats. these cookies. You have to
1: put them in the oven. You don't turn it on. I said they're no-bake, but they have to go in the oven. Where else
0: would yeah, you put, put them? Yeah, put them in the oven, but you don't turn it on. Yeah, there where else go. would
1: you put them? That's how cookies work. That's how
4: cookies are made. Yeah.
1: Yep.
0: Brilliant. (laughs) That's wonderful.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's definitely one of my favorite things to do, and 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 I've gotten my uh. I had a stepmom that I every time she made him, she would get so irritated with me. I would add, and just because I would just keep the straight face going. It's a good Mm. one.
1: (laughs) We had a teacher in I think seventh grade. Our math teacher was notorious for those like annoying sort of dad jokes or just like annoying. So he would send kids to get uh to the shop room and ask for the board stretcher. And uh, he also encouraged a girl who had just gotten her license or something. Because he was like also around, you know, you'd see him in the hallways and stuff. And he told, so you weren't just a seventh grader or whatever. But a girl who had gotten her driver's, like her learner's permit, he encouraged her to make sure that, uh, or to see if her car had fuel-injected lug nuts. And like, I think he, he might have pulled the blinker fluid. And she's like, that's stupid. I know there's no blinker fluid. But would like fell for other things and and one guy even like they had like a feud one of the guys in our class was just like i know this is stupid uh but i'm gonna do it anyways just because i get out of class oh he sent him to get the key to the batter's box from the baseball coach okay uh who was like our, was one of our science teachers like, go to his class and ask him for the key to the batter's box and the guy was like there's no key to the batter's box but i like it's dumb but i'll go to i'll go and do it just so i can get out of your class um, but yeah, I appreciate the notion of <laughs> like, and I feel like in this world, there would be a key to a batter's box that someone could find it and deliver it where needed, where needed. <laughs> um, it for sure would happen.
0: No joke. You said, you said, he said key to the batter's box and I immediately flashed back to the bionic bats <laughs> story where there <laughs> yeah! was a key. To, so terrible. To, uh, I didn't play baseball. So to the until- booth.
4: Until he said, until he made the, the end part there about the, bat, the no key to the batter's box, I
1: was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the batter's box isn't actually a box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a square you You're draw on me. the ground. Like, yeah, That's. Yes.
1: Right. There is no key to the tiny square. So you could have, you would have fallen for it. I would have um, fallen for it. Yeah. I don't.
4: I don't like sports, so I wouldn't it's even. Really th- like, I didn't even think about yeah, it no until time. the very end. We're like, oh shit! Sure, yeah. No.
0: But you according to Jonathan Rand, it's kept underneath first base. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess I'll go get it. Sure.
2: Oh yeah, Harold never read that book.
0: What's that? Lucky. <laughs> bionic bats. Oh, bionic, bionic bats. Park, the yeah. non-bionic
2: bats of Bay City.
0: <laughs> the the big-ass bats are basic. The bionic-like
2: bats. Yeah. Bionic-ish terrible. bats. awful Bionic-ish.
0: Bionic-ish. I don't know.
2: Hate it so much. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like
1: uh, that does remind me. This... So, I know you like uh, Reginald Layover Stein, um, but some of his books don't feel like they're a labor of love. This book feels like it was, and whoever wrote Michigan Chillers... I don't care about his name. It doesn't matter. But, like, they sometimes feel like they're just, you know, putting in the motions, churning out another one versus this book. Especially because like they're all spread out. I think he wrote the fourth one. Like they're like ten years apart each or whatever. Um, so it feels like he's writing these ones because he really enjoys them. Like
0: right, uh, I concur. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, this definitely I think feels Lewis like Sackett genuinely puts puts his heart into it. Yeah, I
2: mean, he won the Newberry Award for Holes, I believe. So right,
0: yeah. Was that for Holes? I he wrote holes? holes.
2: Yeah, I yeah, I said he wrote Holes.
1: I've never seen it.
2: It's okay. <laughs>
1: it's got a young
0: Shia Beef. so it's on our list of uh, of books to read in the yeah, future I think it's pretty I think Sigourney
1: Weaver's in it and yeah it was fun I might it's have to try really yeah, watching though. it but I can't really watch anything
4: with Shia Buffany e after Transformers 3 I think huh. when the whole movie he was going
3: I used to buddy i used to be important
4: like all movie, the whole fucking movie log and all it, it was like shia labeouf was at this point in his career where he was falling apart in reality too and it was just well, like good oh news. just do it
1: i remember yeah, yeah. mostly just yelling no 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 from various films, like uh, there are supercuts of just him yelling "no" in Transformers versus uh, Tom Cruise running in films or Brad Pitt eating. I think there are Shia LaBeouf just yelling "no,
0: <laughs> no" supercuts. So, hmm. Well, holes was well before all that happened. Right. He's a, he's a little bitty Leboeuf. I feel
1: like he was, it was right after Even Stevens, or maybe even concurrent with Even Stevens.
0: But. Right. This is part of his big break. Mm-hmm. But, but before the, you know, the big break. <laughs> the, big breakdown. the big break Yeah, the big <laughs> break, the big break down.
3: I used to be somebody! I used to be
0: important!
1: <laughs> <laughs> that whole it fucking is- movie... That is a funny Uh, character to put into your giant movie about (laughs) Transformers. (laughs) Right. Yeah,
4: Yeah, well, because in the Transformers universe, like, at the beginning, he was all in. And then the second movie, they needed him because he was, like... But by the third movie, he didn't matter. And it never resolved by the end of the movie. Like, he was still at the end of the movie, like, fuck, man... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm a piece of People shit. People just want to see the big robots fight. No one cares about Sam Witwicky anymore.
2: <laughs> oh, and that's man. when they they got, uh, they went to Boston. Call got, Mike
1: Wahlberg. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, wow. Look at all these, look at all this beer.
1: <laughs> and John Cena. Oh. You
2: know what we're going to do? We're going to get somebody that
4: still is somebody. <laughs>
1: i feel like that's one of the limitations of making an entire franchise around selling a toy is you oh, don't for sure. you don't need the little you need the toy you don't need the little man behind the wheel
4: especially when the toy is the wheel that you're gonna be behind i mean right yeah obviously they bring them to earth the transformers they bring them to earth to so that we can relate with them like oh we're working with the transformers but yeah i I've had much more fun watching the uh more recent animated versions of Transformers where it's just the robots doing stuff and there's not even a human in sight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's wonderful.
1: So, yeah, there's really no need for the humans. The um uh, I did uh, that reminds me I had, I I wrote a joke once that um I found uh Transformers, you know, a, a very exciting film series about cars turning into killer death machines. And um, that happens in real life too, but it's way less exciting. <laughs>
3: and much more shocking. <laughs> yeah. it's,
1: uh, ooh, ooh. But did uh, <laughs> did anyone have a particular favorite character in this book that you identified with, or uh, a particular favorite story out of the the
0: thirty-ish? Identify with
4: the the one where they were all trading names. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed, but that's because, and I remembered it from when I was a kid, but being that my name is Harold and in my 40 years, I've only met one other Harold my age. I always wanted a different name mm-hmm. and I, yeah. So I, I always was, you know, I'd meet somebody would be the new cool kid or whatever. Or I'd go to a school and I'd be the new kid and someone would be cool there. And They always had the coolest names, you know what I mean? And I'm like, my fucking name's Harold, and I immediately had this idea (laughs) that I sucked because my name was Harold. And the reason that that person was so cool is because they had a name like Jared or something, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Fucking Jared. (laughs) With a cool name like Jared? Uh, Yeah. I mean, did you never consider Harry? I, or just no, old?
4: I, I do not consider Harry ever.
1: <laughs> ah, fair enough. Yeah. What about old?
4: Uh, no. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you it's what. too soon for that one. Uh, Roldy was one that came out with Harold and Kubar, and I've had a couple people mm-hmm. call me that, I'm cool with that one.
0: Roldy, yeah.
4: huh?
1: Yep. <laughs> Interesting.
4: I'm cool with that one, but I- Wait,
1: people calling you Harold again just because of the movie? <laughs>
4: No, they, just, they call me Roldy oh. instead of Harold. Yeah, yeah. I've got people. I call, I've got people that call me Roldy.
0: Rolled gold. Rolled. All right. Most really like pretzels. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> I know where you live, Andy.
0: <laughs> yeah, you should come visit.
2: I kind of identified with the the kid that had the three boys that had the same name because literally in my class of a hundred people, there were three Joshes. <laughs> And guess what? I was fat, so I didn't get called fat so, but I did get made fun of quite a bit for my weight. So um but yeah, definitely it never ha- wasn't really called Josh very often. It was always has. Mm-hmm. Just always has or hazard.
0: Has. So. Mm. Trip, did you get the same thing? Uh people call you has.
1: No, people did not really call me has. But I I also like that story because it's a fun lesson in stereotypes. Cause I thought it was hilarious that so the brief version of that chapter is there are three boys named Eric. And everyone, because their name is Eric, stereotypes them together. So the idea is two of them are big and strong. <laughs> and so or one one kid is uh overweight, one kid is um, big and athletic and one kid is tiny but because two of the three are big they call the tiny kid like
0: uh yeah like uh, the kid. skinny one that gets called fatso
1: right because he lines and then uh one of them is oh two of them are clumsy and the one is a good athlete but because one time he dropped the ball they all call him Butterfingers despite him being the best athlete and then because two of them get made fun of pointlessly they're crotchety so even the third kid is the nicest kid in town but they call him apple so I like the idea like this is a, du- a lesson in these people are all being really stupid and not treating them as individuals all because of this you know this stereotype thing of well that's we just stick their names together so I always thought that was very funny because yeah like the is haha, ha. he's like that kid's really nice, everyone should be nice to him because he's nice, but they're getting it wrong, they're looking at the wrong thing. So, um, what is yeah, my favorite one of the stories? I think, no, the dead rat is definitely the funniest one to me. The notion of, of they yeah. they mention it early yeah, on that she I hates dead rats, the funniest for sure, and then that the fact that there's just like a weird kid who shows up and you keep taking off all the trench coats. Because I think by this time I was familiar with the idea of three kids in a trench coat,
0: yeah. and
1: so I got, I was like all right there's going to be under the trench coat but the fact that it just keeps going <laughs> and then you're like so, wait is a dead rat so how is it talking how did it walk into the class whatever like it's just a very <laughs> weird weird world it doesn't matter but, it doesn't
4: yeah. matter
1: <laughs> so I think I think I also really liked the uh the one about Kathy as like a self-fulfilling prophecy so she's the grumpy girl and because she has really like low expectations of things that changes her behavior and so she gets her like self fulfilling prophecy. Someone gives her a delicious cookie and she's like, it probably tastes terrible. So she waits like weeks and weeks before she eats it. And then it does taste it's terrible. Dusty. Yeah. It's all <laughs> yeah, dusty. Yeah. And she's like, and ah, this is terrible. And she's like, ah, it was I right. Told you so it was right. And so the notion of like, terrible. you're, yeah, you're right, but you're right for the wrong reasons was very like, Funny idea of like, oh, it wouldn't have to be that way if she you know, would like think different. I feel like that's stuff. me
0: in my in my middle ages, <laughs> my my old age. <laughs> I do a lot of that negative shit.
1: So you what's so it, like you like so that's the one I that's the
0: one I relate to the most. For weeks, is that your favorite chapter? <laughs> no, I expect I, I, it's not my favorite chapter. It's just the, we were going with the ones that we relate to the most, mm-hmm. and I can't think of a a positive. Uh, a way to relate to any of the characters but if i was going with like realistic and negative like yeah i mean kathy uh expects the worst gets the worst you know
4: right yeah. i mean that's the way it works sometimes i tell you what sometimes just having a positive attitude fucking pushing through you end up getting what you wanted <sighs> even if it takes a while
0: mm-hmm. anyways on that note yeah on that note. <laughs> i really 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 want to do another episode so we should do another episode sometime
1: of of this. Of
0: I'm this i I mean, well, yeah, in the abstract, just you know, Reliterated in general. We should do it again. We should do this again sometime. I'm
4: planning do <laughs> yeah, plan on doing
0: it again. I just gave you money. Yeah, let it again. Yeah, we just gave you money, dude.
4: We're gonna do it again. <laughs> we just
0: re- we just renewed our uh, our hosting on the on the podcast on what was it Podbean? Yeah, we renewed our Podbean. Subscription for the year, so we better do more of these.
4: At least three more.
0: At least three more, and you guys keep listening. So, uh, so we're gonna keep doing them. I think, right?
2: Yes. Yeah, I plan on it. Good.
0: I will continue awesome. listening.
1: He's doing his yeah, negative I've... Kathy thing. Well, I'm a guest host. I'm not a host. <laughs> no, you gotta sure, come back right. next week. Now. Sorry, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I have an been, old, It's too late. I have an old football injury to my larynx. Um, oh. Next week bad. it's going to be a yeah.
0: But Trip we uh, we appreciate you coming on to the show. We appreciate you being one of our uh our long-time listeners and uh sending your your feedback to us through Josh over the uh the last couple of years. Uh happy 2 year anniversary by the way, guys. We never we oh, haven't dang. addressed that on the show yet, oh, well, but yeah. we, we've been going at this for 2 years.
2: God damn. Crazy.
0: Congrats. Yeah. How the Time Does Go By.
2: Indeed. All right.
1: Oh, those missing episodes must be on the 19th story. That's what happened.
0: You're, oh, you're, yeah,
2: you're, yeah,
1: that's yes. What again.
0: Perfect. They're being they... held in storage on the 19th floor <laughs> Man, of <no. laughs> Realliterated.
1: It's the 19th story <laughs> yes. that lines up with the anyways
0: <laughs> trip do you have anything official where people can find you if they're looking for any of your material or no. do you just kind of do that on the on the I side just do it every or, once in a while
1: uh, uh, i'll say while. I'll, I'll give a shout out to a podcast i occasionally uh, appear on and uh would encourage okay. other folks to check out um it's called stab like to take a stab at something um usually s-t-a-b exclamation point um it is a uh, semi it's a semi improv podcast the premise being there are Three comedians generally who are given uh, prompts like one day before the show, they have to write responses for those prompts uh, and then perform them um, on the show. So it is uh, available on all podcast apps. Um, If you live in California, it's in Sacramento. It's called Stab. Um, Stab Comedy Theater is um, where they base it, along with other comedy shows and improv things they do at Stab Comedy Theater. It's not just
0: that show, but uh. awesome, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna check that out for sure.
2: I have uh, I have laughed till I cried watching watching it sometimes. So there there are good episodes and there are bad episodes, but you can definitely find uh, the ones with Trip Hazard on and check those ones out for sure because those ones. Seem to make me laugh,
0: but would, then again, I would say they're all very good. Similar
2: uh, brain stuff. So,
0: so yeah, awesome, Harold. Anywhere we can find you? You're on any podcasts?
2: uh
4: th- other than this one, usually I'm buried. <laughs> I'm buried in marijuana plants.
0: <laughs> you can find him out in the weed fields. Yep, you can find me harvesting
4: the weed. <laughs>
1: I feel like you should rewrite Bon Jovi's "Bed of Roses" in yeah,
4: a, a bed of weed. so that's <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's our episode on sideways stories from Wayside School. We have not discussed what our next episode is going to be, but that should probably be taken off the air, and we'll get that episode to you. As soon as we can get to it. So <laughs>
2: isn't it going to be a reiterated?
0: Um. Well, this is our fourth one of the chapter. We usually do five, and then a reiterated. And we had an idea. Ooh, do you have one more recommended? We had an we had an idea of something to do, but I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll have to discuss that off the air. But uh, all
2: right,
0: I could go for one more before a talk episode. Okay. Ooh.
2: Yeah. We'll we'll see what we'll see what we can we can do. So. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, Join us next time for that episode. Uh, Until then, support your local libraries and independent booksellers. And hey, don't let idiots ban books. Until next time, give a shit, read some lit.
4: Bob's your uncle that's reliterated.
2: Thanks, everybody. Bye.
0: This has been Reliterated, a production of the Chocolate Milk Friends. If you enjoy our show, please consider giving us support by subscribing, recommending us to your book-reading, podcast-listening, 90s nostalgic friends, and most importantly, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Audible Podcasts, and Spotify. Your ratings and reviews go a long way towards getting us in the ears of new listeners. You're also invited to join the growing Reliterated community on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. And if you really want to get nuts, we have a Discord too. So bing us and join us in this nonsense. If you have a book suggestion for a future episode or have questions for us, send us an email at reliteratedgmail.com. At Thanks for listening.